0: of the Emmanuel Pastors podcast, just a little thing that we cooked up in light of uh, the COVID epidemic um, as a way to still be trying to shepherd people and uh, help encourage you with some content and have conversations that we might not be able to have in person. Um, I'm, I'm Nathan. I'm Theo. And uh, today's conversation is on evangelism in an epidemic. Hmm. Why not evangelism in a pandemic? Because pandemic starts with P. Wait, is that really your logic behind this? <laughs> yeah, evangelism <laughs> in an epidemic. That sounds better, doesn't it? We,
1: just, we did this for alliteration.
0: Yeah, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so evangelism in these odd times. Um. Yeah what what is evangelism what's a good definition of that i think mm, just off the top of my
1: head i I think one way i would define it is um, making disciples through of jesus christ through the preaching of his life death and resurrection okay would you want to tweak it
0: i mean i would just even simplify i mean just evangel is the good news so it's just good newsing it's just telling the good news talk about talk about jesus yeah
1: Yeah.
0: um and but more more specifically i guess that could be misunderstood talk about jesus like a lot of people talk about jesus he's a good guy he's a he's kind he's tolerant mm-hmm. like there's different ways you could talk about Jesus but right. specifically what is it that makes Jesus good news um so i guess this leads into to the uh, to some other discussions what what are the necessary components of the good news mm-hmm. of sharing the good news
1: yeah um so when we're talking about the good news or the gospel uh, what is it that Paul says he makes it his ambition to take um i think when you study the New Testament it's got a, a couple key components um, uh, it's that Jesus Christ uh, dies for sinners and that he lives a perfect life uh, <clears throat> died for died to take the punishment for your and our sins and rose again to proclaim that if we have faith in him we can be forgiven have his righteousness well his death takes our sin and in that way we are reconciled to god
0: yeah it's about how to be reconciled to a holy god Mm -hmm. uh eternally in a a restored relationship with him it presupposes the bad news Mm -hmm. that we're all we're all sinners under his wrath justly deserving of his eternal condemnation the good news is in his love and grace he's provided Christ, yeah. Uh, and Christ isn't just a moral example. Christ isn't just a, a good teacher. Christ isn't just a friend who can help you have a better life and feel good about yourself. He's a, he's a, he's a solution for the sin problem, which is the, the real uh, ultimate problem that we have, mm-hmm. right? Um. um so what else let's see? Like I would I would make sure we say also that so good newsing, evangelizing is just is sharing that good news and helping people see their need for it and kind of calling them to believe it. But right. it's not necessarily it's not make it's not our job to convert people, right? It's mm. our job to, to call people, it's our job to tell people, it's our job to publish the good news. Right. But we can't control how people respond to that. Right. Uh, and that takes a lot of pressure off in some mm-hmm. ways.
1: Yeah, I was, I've been thinking about the passage in Second Corinthians four four where it says it's the Spirit that opens our eyes to see the glories of Christ Jesus. Um, so, you know, when we're, we're when we're evangelizing and we're talking about the gospel with other people, our, our job is to get it out as clearly as possible and invite them to faith. Um, but that's all we can do and at that point it's the spirit that has to work to uh, open the heart cause repentance uh, gives the gift of faith so that they can believe in
0: Jesus right but, uh, we'd also want to say that apart from hearing the gospel there's no hope of salvation mm-hmm. right so that's why we, I mean that's part of the conversation on evangelism people right. uh, you know faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God right. how can they right. hear unless someone preaches right Romans, s- Romans 10 Romans 10 so yeah. Um, the only way for someone, we can't make them believe, but the only way that they could possibly believe is if they are responding to a verbal summons from yeah. God through human agency. Yeah. So, um, so that's what that's what evangelism is. Yeah.
1: So this the Spirit works, but He works through the ordinary means of the preaching of the Word of God. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So how did you? Uh, you know, when, when when someone told you about the gospel for the first time, uh, do you remember like the context how, how that went about? Yeah, that's a
0: good thing to think about. Like I for me to become a Christian, I had to have heard the gospel. Uh, I, I grew up in a context where I was exposed to the things of God in, in church, especially. Um, and I know I'd probably heard the gospel in different ways, but I didn't. My ears didn't open up to actually hear it until uh, my little sister died. And my mom, I was, you know, all of a sudden awakened to guilt, awakened to eternal realities. The, there was a conviction. The spirit was, was starting to stir in me. And that was, that's an important kind of part of everybody's story. There has to be kind of something that yeah. happens that causes people to all of a sudden feel their need for something right. so that the, the good news comes as good news and then my mom took me to the funeral director in town I remember sitting across it was a a funeral home slash furniture store (laughs) that happens a lot in small town America (laughs) and we're sitting in the furniture store part of things across from this guy who um, who who shared the the simple message of the gospel for me a a seven year old scared to death of death and um, he told me about I don't have to be because Jesus died for me and and something clicked. There was new life in and around. I don't know if it happened at that desk or if it happened in that night or the next day. Or, but it was something there in that in that moment there that that I crossed over from death to life through the hearing of this message that that came into my ears, came into my mind and my heart, and made sense. And mm-hmm. and uh, and then there's been a life of growth since then. But that was that was a uh, the primary um, means that God had used, the person that God used. I'm sure my mom had tried to share it to me too, right? And I'm sure I'd probably heard it in Sunday school and probably heard it in prayers that my grandpa prayed before Thanksgiving. I mean, it, it, you're hearing it in all these different places and it's starting to maybe set some framework in my mind and then it all is just kind of piling on and then someone shared it with me in that moment of, of need and it, and it really clicked. Um, and to, and I, as I think back on that situation, I'm sure that that guy, if I went back, well, actually, he just he just died a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had talked to him last year and inspected his theology, it probably wasn't perfect. <laughs> he actually got divorced later in life. Um, so there's a messiness to that story, which I think I take as a reminder that <laughs> it's not the messenger per se, it's the right, message. Right and so you don't have to be perfect you don't have to have it all perfect be you know articulate and smooth but we just god uses Mm -hmm. crooked sticks to draw straight lines and he uses feeble sinful people to just pass on this amazing message and that's how anybody ever gets saved Mm -hmm. how about you how'd you hear the gospel who evangelized you
1: uh, my mom threw me into church when I was pretty young, um, so I, I remember there were a lot of times that I heard, you know, uh, you're a sinner, you're going to go to hell unless you uh, believe in Jesus who died for your sins, and so I, I, I did the altar call thing a lot as a kid, and I think I, think I, like, I think I did love Jesus, I just didn't, I don't think the full effect of the gospel hit me until I was much older when I was like reading J.I. Packer's book, Knowing God and um I was in like kind of a, a dark state and I, I like I knew that I was like, God, I'm I'm sorry, like there's nothing I can do to like be a good Christian, God. Hmm. Um so read, would you say
0: you've been you've been hearing the gospel and 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 there was something in you that was
1: There's was something that didn't click. Like I think like what what happened when I read Packer's book was like it it clicked with me for the first time that like, when Jesus died for for me, he did it when he saw all of my sin yeah. and on all on all the depths of my depravity, mm-hmm. and he didn't flinch. He that, then he went and saved me, yeah. and and that 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 changed my whole relationship with Christ. And it was like, it was like, interesting. It, it became a, a moment where I was like, all right, Lord, like I, I know you see me as imperfect as I am and you chose to die for me and i i really love you lord and i want to go after
0: you yeah um, so and I, a relief from
1: it was kind of like a, like a like
0: yeah like a, like
1: there's nothing i could do that's going to surprise jesus that like mm-hmm. oh he's he's terrible like yeah. i can't like no he he saw all of that
0: so thankfully we don't so, have to figure this out we don't have to but yeah. would you say best that you could tell that that was when you were born again i
1: don't know Uh, I think about that a lot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's hard to say. I do do think, like, as a kid, like, you know, I don't think faith needs to be that complicated. So I really did care about Jesus and I did love Jesus. I just didn't get everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That tells me a few things. Number one, the gospel isn't just this basic thing that we checked at one point, (laughs) it's like this, this, uh, it's this message that we keep just exploring and Mm -hmm. and need to hear over and over again, over. And we just keep getting born again, 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 in some ways. Like, but there, there, we do have to say there is a moment of regeneration that happens through the new birth happens through the word. James says that Peter says that. Um, but your, your story also reminds me though, that a, that, that that another thing is that there could be, sometimes people may have to hear the gospel many, many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh it may you may be like you may have shared the gospel with somebody and nothing happens but you're like that one out of a chain of like a thousand people that share the gospel mm-hmm. that eventually someday yeah it clicks and yeah and that was all part of the that plan or that god's plan right
1: yeah that's it's kind of if you like think about all the things in your life that need to align for like the full impact of the gospel to like hit yeah. it's it's really kind of miraculous and it's cool it's cool to think the way that the lord's providence is lining up even yeah. in your life like the, these events um and like you you saw the death of your sister and you had that existential like
0: right fear well, and now we're, we're starting to verge yeah. into a little some other topics of yeah, yeah. i just think it's a cool and sovereignty
1: and i just think it's a cool like like way to think about it, and the lord's cool <laughs> so.
0: yeah yeah Um, Huh. There was something else I was gonna. So, just thinking about your story, it's yeah. It just reminds us that sharing the gospel may not result in a clear conversion right off the bat. It may take time. Right. Hmm. That's encouraging in our evangelism efforts. Sometimes we think like, oh, I need to go out and close the deal with somebody today, or it may. It's just I need to faithfully share the gospel, and that might be the, that might be the, you know, the one in somebody's life that tips them over that, that line, or, or it might just be a part of a longer story. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: hmm. So what are, like, um, you know, like, we? so the topic of, like, this, this podcast is, like, how do we do evangelism? in an epidemic and, and all these things um, right. What, what are some things that we've been trying to do that have been uh, ways to get the gospel out with all the limitations of masks and yeah. COVID
0: and, and quarantine and, and I mean, such that was really bu- it's bugged me at times like yeah. man we're just I feel so handcuffed at a stage where it's so needed like mm-hmm. there's always yeah. people out there that are that could be having their existential moments, yeah, right? Of yeah. confronting panic.
1: death on like right. a very regular basis.
0: Yeah, so you know, we just try, we just try what we can. We 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 send a, le- a mailer. So we been this year. We've been doing this. Everyone hears kind of version of everyone hears, which is a campaign for a you know local churches to just ex- you know accept a geographical region and say we're going to be responsible not to convert everybody in this region, but to make sure everyone here has heard. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that concept, so we've adapted that to our setting and took a, a small slice of the UIC area this year. We adopted the uh, um, Westgate Terrace housing complex and started just praying for them throughout the first few months of the year. And at Easter, we sent a letter to every home there that um, just kind of introduced ourselves and said, we're your neighbors and we love you and shared the gospel or sent them to a place where they could hear more of the gospel mm-hmm. um, and uh, some really cool things have been happening there I think in response to our prayers <laughs> but we got two families that live there and they've just been embedded into that community and it's mm-hmm. that community during this time has kind of viewed themselves as a, a big like they've just they've, they haven't necessarily distanced from each other they've gotten closer And there's some, guys, there's some really, really cool things happening there. Keep praying for Westgate Terrace, but the Spirit's moving and it's happening through Emmanuel people living in their families and then their families living in community with each other and then moving out towards their immediate neighbors, building relationships. And uh, I know there's been some, some explicit gospel sharing and some, we gave masks to them uh, so 200 masks that came from a church in China through D and Sandy to us got distributed to Westgate Terrace on be- in the name of Jesus. And there's been some really cool stuff happening there. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Praise God. And, that, that, you know, we tilled the soil through prayer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's one thing. Hmm. What else? We did something else at Easter. Uh, that?
1: The Facebook uh I don't remember the name of it, but you basically like you tell your the story of your testimony with the gospel, yeah. and post it on Facebook.
0: And Has, hashtag Jesus yeah. changed my life. I think it was yeah. a Gospel Coalition initiative. I just thought, hey, let's try that. And several yeah. people in the church did that and put their testimony with with the gospel included in it uh, out there on social media. And, and my next door neighbor liked that. And, uh, and then they moved away the next few, like a couple weeks after that. <laughs> All right. So whatever, but, yeah. um, yeah, uh, there was a couple of friends of mine who like weren't Christians that liked it, which was interesting. Yeah. So me too. A, a woman, a Hindu woman that I sat next to on a plane three years ago and became a Facebook friend with, um, liked it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing, but that was somebody that I randomly met on the plane that yeah. had never... Never met a Christian. Wow, yeah,
1: that's crazy. So that might have been like her first time, like Maybe. hearing the gospel. Yeah,
0: I hope. I think I shared it with her on the plane. Okay, but she heard it again. So. Cool. Um, and we uh, we have a mercy team that uh, seeks to just meet, you know, physical needs in the hope of adorning the gospel. Uh, in our neighborhood. And that's done different things throughout the years. But during this pandemic, a partnership of several churches got together and raised a bunch of money and actually um, delivered like, over, or, or gave like over $400,000 worth of gift cards for groceries to people in need in the city. Um, and then that phase of the campaign ended and then they've, they've made a bunch of contacts and then they've tried to pair those people up with local churches in their neighborhood um, and so uh, our church has adopted two households in, in the UIC area that uh, are in need of groceries. And there's two different groups. I think uh, John and Jess and you, Theo, are mm-hmm. c- connected with with one guy, an elderly gentleman you've already made a con- connection with and, a con- and delivers yeah. some groceries. And then there's another person we just got paired up with that uh, Willie and Jerry and Arwen are going to be you know delivering groceries to and building a relationship with over the next six months and just praying that that opens doors for the gospel mm-hmm. so stuff is happening and then this last Monday what was this last Monday? Christianity Explained Oh or yeah. Explored sorry Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Explored uh, that was a little confusion there's yeah. also another similar uh, <laughs> tool called Christianity Explained that we've used before I've used before And that's uh, it's uh, maybe like a if you've heard of Alpha Course, it's maybe a a little more theologically tight version of Alpha, but it's just it's still simple. It's just using the Gospel of Mark, Hmm. and uh, instead of you know sometimes there's a you got to have your elevator pitch or your airplane you know your tweet of the gospel, and and you could share the gospel with somebody like kind of fast and in one setting, and then. There may be other. This this is kind of like an intermediate sort of pace where it's let's take eight weeks, and and if you're really interested to like explore Jesus, you read through the Gospel of Mark, and we'll read it together, and just dig into it, um, and take an eight week kind of approach before you know calling people like so. What are you going to do with this, you know? Hmm. Um, and I think that's been effective and. Um, so we had our first one on Monday. It went okay. It wasn't. We we did a Facebook uh, ad campaign. I think we spent thirty or forty bucks and mm-hmm. just tried to hit everybody within a mile radius of the meeting place. And that had a few like likes, or maybe somebody reached out with some interest. But they they had, nobody came from that. Mm. But whatever you try, whatever you can, yeah. just try. Yeah. But uh, we had um, a few invites. Uh, and, and then a lot of Christians there, which could be good evangelism training for them. Right. But I think if you're listening to this before next Monday, today's the 18th, um, invite, some, if you, maybe you have somebody who would be like kind of an, an inquisitive person who would be open to reading the Gospel of Mark, you know, an hour, a night, once a week while they're in, at home, you Just it's on Zoom. And that's a that's just another thing we're trying to do to encourage evangelism and give opportunities to invite your friends.
1: Yeah. Hmm. What do you think? um, Are some suggestions you would give to uh, members right now? Who, uh, you know, I think a lot of people want to be involved in evangelism, but like for whatever reasons, aren't? Uh, And you know, obviously, we have some serious limitations right now
0: right well I think you one thing I would just say is uh, well you be careful here like you do things you don't always necessarily feel like doing that's a, that's okay yeah. so push yourself yeah. at the same time go deep into the gospel yourself like get mm-hmm. to know Jesus yeah. stay stay you know in tune with him stay up with your bible reading stay in community stay in fellowship with others and with Jesus and just keep him being amazed at how awesome he is, hmm. how gracious he is, how kind he is, how forgiving he is, how great it is to yeah. know the Lord, right? And yeah. And out of that should flow a desire to tell other people about him. Yeah. You know, it's like the our our mission statement or our yeah, it's to enjoy and proclaim the good news of Christ yeah. in the great city of Chicago. Yeah there's an order there enjoying precedes at least logically it doesn't it doesn't have to also always be like i have to wait till i'm in perfect enjoyment but generally speaking the the enjoyment overflows into proclamation Mm -hmm. and you know you put the put the oxygen mask on yourself and then help others yeah it's just breathe deeply of the grace of jesus and out of that exhale it to others Hmm. that doesn't work does it that because you exhale co2 but well well, uh, anyway uh
1: yeah i mean like one of the things that i I try to tell people and and i I think about a lot um it's not hard to talk about someone you really love
0: Um, right
1: and so you know like sometimes we forget how great jesus is or like why, why we're christians um but then when we we go to church or we uh go to like a small group and like hear the word of God and, and remember like man, like this is what Jesus did for you. This is how much he loves you. It's it it translates pretty even though like you're scared sometimes to talk to people, mm-hmm. like when you start like talking about Jesus and like reminding yourself about like what he did. It I've found in my experience, um it it's just it's just once you start and like mm-hmm. get over that initial fear and just start getting into like talking about Jesus <laughs> and why you love Jesus, it like it 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 comes pretty naturally Mm -hmm. um if you know him yeah
0: and you know i'm not a great evangelist or i mess this up a lot but guess what jesus still loves me (laughs) and i'm not righteous based on meeting a quota of sharing the gospel so Hmm. that kind of that frees me up to want to share the gospel (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is good news yeah um you know, there's different motivations and different ways we can talk about it. I think it's, this isn't the only way, what I'm about to say isn't the, isn't the only thing to keep in mind, but it is a thing to keep in mind, and that is that this is really important. Hmm. Like it is very urgent. Yeah. Um, of all the good things that Christians can and should be doing, and there are lots of them and we are involved in them and we care about them, we just have to always remember that this is this is it, right? Like, yeah. if you don't know Jesus, if you have not um, heard the good news and responded in repentance and faith, it does not matter how anything else. Nothing else matters, right? Yeah. Um, and so. There are hellish things in this world that 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 we hate and we will fight and um, seek to rectify none. as best we can. Fair but none. hell is still hell yeah. and that's forever yeah. and it's eternal. And so I've always benefited from the way John Piper put it at a uh, Lausanne uh, conference for world evangelization um, a few years back that... We Christians, we care about all human suffering. We care about, you know, healthcare and um, drinking water and prison reform and police brutality and uh, we care about um, drug abuse. We 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 can just go on and yeah. on and on. We we can, yeah. and we will we will, we will form coalitions and we will form nonprofits yeah, and we will volunteer good. and we yeah. will pray and we will work and we will. Do what we can, but we care. We care about all human suffering, especially eternal suffering in hell, and that's where ultimately, at, at, with everything that we do, we want to always keep in mind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't, ultimately matter at the end of the day yeah. if someone, unless someone knows Christ as their Savior and they can't, unless they're told, our, the our, the our gospel is articulated to mm-hmm. them. So we want to just keep that as the main thing in front of us.
1: Hmm. I think one of the things uh, a a good Christian friend of mine once said, and it it was just like a good, uh, useful exercise, was he was standing on uh, one of the train stops, and he looked out and saw all the people, and then he just mentioned a comment. He's like, how many people do you think here don't know Jesus and are going to hell? And it was one of those moments where I realized, like, I didn't think in that mode because I didn't want to be overwhelmed by that. Side. Right. Um, right.
0: But it's right. important to think like that. It's Keep hard. it in there. Yeah. But we obviously we're not the savior, so yeah. we can't bear other people's eternal weight of hell on our shoulders. We mm-hmm. just can't do it. You'll go crazy again. We can't save anybody. Um, we trust God and we can't. I mean the gospel we can't turn evangelism into a work that we do to somehow justify right. ourselves which right. just gets all warped and messes mm-hmm. with the, we just need to trust God and drink the gospel and and, and then do what we can to yeah. share that
1: be faithful yeah. be faithful to what the evangelism opportunities that we have
0: yeah and we got programs that, like we've talked about that we're doing and but we also just want you to be doing it, it just naturally in your individual Lives and the people you you meet and, and interact with, but there's one other piece I wanted to make sure we covered, and that is kind of the, the communal aspect of evangelism. Mm-hmm. And I, you probably if you you probably heard me talk about this before, but I just even this morning in our Bible reading plan read the part in Luke where Jesus calls Peter to come be a fisher of men, <laughs> and I underlined the plural verbs there show what kind of fishing they were doing at the at the moment it mm-hmm. was a it was a group project yeah. of casting nets yeah. it wasn't a one person on the you know the bank with a fishing pole and rod and reel you mm-hmm. know and so evangelism is a group effort and max styles his little book in that nine marks series with those tiny little books with bright colors his one on evangelism yeah. does a good job of, of talking about this yeah. It's been described as like mob evangelism. And, um, that, 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 that we do it together. I, I, right. I talk about like tag team evangelism, right. uh, and that kind of goes back to we. Talk, it's like it's not just like one person cold call, share the gospel, close the deal. Like it's a, it's a it's usually a big web of relationships and context that people are in. Right. So um, no one gets like the credit for that. Con- convert, you know, it's it should be like a church project, and right. you know, I'm inviting you to come hang out with me and another mom that's hanging out, yep. uh, or yep. you know, I I go to the the park district and I met this person, but then because we're all kind of living together in this mm-hmm. neighborhood, that person's also run into this other person, or this yep. person goes to school with their kids, and it just becomes yep. this sort of interwoven mesh yep. of relationships, and, and then
1: like so like when they start meeting people within the church and they start running into them. And their walks and around the neighborhood, and that's more gospel contact yeah. that
0: they have. Yeah. yeah, and then the church itself, yeah, is the demonstration to the to the world that this is real. You know, mm-hmm. and like it's a plausibility structure. It's yeah. been called like like wait, oh wow, this this has created this people who love each other and love God, and mm-hmm. if someone comes into the body on a Sunday and they see people that are Enthralled with God, singing their hearts out to God, you know, and it's or that like that contributes to the mm-hmm. the plausibility of the gospel. Yeah. yeah, and so even just you being at church and being a greeter that day may have been a part of the puzzle yeah. that God's putting the somebody that came to faith. You know, <laughs> um, so don't under- underestimate that importance of the local church, and then. Kind of on the other side of that, like if someone gets, gets saved, that has to be, we have to be clear that like, that's like, we're not just individuals out there trying to make individual decisions for Christ. Mm-hmm. Like we're to, the call to repent and believe is a call to come follow Jesus in community, which mm-hmm. means to come be baptized and be a, a yep. member of, of the church yep. to come into the fellowship. Yep. Right. So, I, you know, I, that's what when we're sharing the gospel we're not just saying hey you need to have a personal relationship with God that's part of it but it's we're actually calling them to come into the church yeah
1: yeah yeah so it's uh, I think uh, you know the big biblical storyline is you know God reconciling a people to live in his kingdom together um, loving each other and worshiping him so what we offer people through through you know the life death and resurrection of jesus is all of that reconciliation with god uh, harmony with brothers and sisters bought by christ jesus and uh yeah it's a full life it's 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 more than just uh you know add another tag on it,
0: it transforms everything Like uh, yeah okay I, I pray that prayer i check that box yeah. i'm a christian yeah um hmm. Maybe, but if that should bear itself out in mm-hmm. um, fruit, and that our goal in evangelism isn't just to, again, like I said, make converts, but to, to bring people into the church, so and it and it happens. So evangelism happens through the church, and it comes back to the church, like it mm-hmm. results in people joining the church. Yeah. So you're not just out there alone. Um, trying to do your evangelism quota or something <laughs> we're part of a, a fellowship of people who have been saved by by God's grace through somebody who's shared the gospel with us it's brought us into this fellowship and now together we're on a collective mission as a body to be publishing that good to be enjoying and proclaiming the good news of Christ in the great city of Chicago Amen. alright alright that's it for today all right. Bad